Welcome to Americans in Germany drinking whiskey. This is Jeff. And this is Alex. And this is Bobby. And here's Malis. And today we're talking to our girlfriends who have been requested many a time, Jeff. And we're going to get their perspective on what it's like to be a German and dating a foreigner such as myself and lovely Jeff right here. Great. We're flipping it to the other side of the coin. Going to find out the other perspective. Yeah. Let's dive in. Should be exciting. And welcome to all of you. This is episode 65. 65, the big one. Exactly. And we all waited for that one. We need to start again with a big thank you to all of you lovely people. Thank you for listening, but also thank you for those amazing donations that we continue to receive. We received some big ones recently. We have. And uh, they're extremely helpful. There's really no way to properly thank you other than just say thank you. Uh, we really uh, appreciate it, and they help a lot with the podcast. 100%. And, you know, it keep, keeps us going. It keeps us running our our um, our website, the whiskey, everything that needs to get done. Absolutely. So we really appreciate it from all of you. Uh, thank you again. And, uh, you know, as usual, we'll jump into some news and tidbits. Yes. What do we got today, Alex? Well, some sad news is that for the second year in a row, Oktoberfest has once again been canceled. Right. As if none of us saw that coming. I know. Um, Things are getting better in Germany generally, but um, they didn't want to risk it and tarnish the brand of Oktoberfest as well. I guess uh, the thought of 100,000 people being stuffed into tents really just didn't fit with the um, uh, social distancing and all that kind of yeah jam. and also i don't think they want the people to remember oh remember oktoberfest that super spreader event back right. in 2021 i don't think that's the uh, connotation they want with, yeah. uh, with the oktoberfest the oktoberfest that started the seventh wave you know <laughs> exactly uh, but unfortunately yes oktoberfest 2021 is canceled yeah that sucks it does suck and uh one more quick thing now this past saturday on may 1st was the famous day of work or tag der arbeit or labor day or labor day as as it would be called and in berlin um it is known for a large kind of anti what would you call it? anti-government anti-establishment protests yes very far left uh protests usually and it's also a day where usually there's a giant street festival called my fest and it's super fun and there's bands playing and there's street vendors and music and beer and it's a great day but uh the past two years there's been nothing going on yeah and, I, and actually uh, i was reading up on it uh, the other day apparently started in the u.s i believe it was in the 1860s okay there were some workers who were because you know back then nobody had any rights uh they were fighting for an eight-hour work day and in Germany, they heard about this huge kind of uh, protest revolt, and they started their own May oh, okay. 1st. So it, it spread. And also, uh, this week is Teacher Appreciation Week. So to you fellow oh. teachers, I uh, hope you're feeling appreciated. Very nice. Yes. Yes. Thank you to all of you. Uh, let's go ahead and jump right in to what's in that bottle today. Yes, we have a bottle today bought by uh, Marlise. I can now say... I don't just say Jeff's girlfriend anymore. I can now just say Marlies because that's Jeff's girlfriend. And she bought us this bottle of whiskey, which yes, is really thank sweet of her. You so, thank you so much to Marlies. And what's fun is that they, Bobby and Marlies, say hello. Hello. Hi. They have a, a bottle of wine that we bought them. And this is the most expensive bottle of wine I could find at the... Uh, the bottle market, and it's a whole 10 euros. So in, in, in German, that's that's a decent amount for wine. So I hope you guys like it. Yeah, back in California, they'd be like, 10 euro, 10 euro must be a cheap like box of wine. Exactly. Wine. Yeah, but here, that's, but here it's, that's it's, the golden stuff. It's, gold, it's good. It's, yeah. <laughs> so what we're going to do, I'm going to pop open this one. I'll tell you a bit about it, and then you guys can pop open yours. Sound yeah, good? So, Super. 
Let's do it. Start with the whiskey. So uh, we are going back to a German whiskey, which we haven't done in a while. And this is to our old friends at Stork. So this is a Stork Club whiskey. Uh, This time it's the foolproof wine. The foolproof. (laughs) This is the foolproof rye. Um, Why? Because we haven't had it yet. And that's what it is. Yeah. And actually, I think it was... Ooh, episode seven, eight, or nine, or something like that. We had our first stork, which was the stork straight rye. I, right. th- I think it was, and uh, that kind of blew our minds. It was also our first German whiskey, and we did True. not expect to have such a good whiskey. And then, of course, later on in a later episode, we visited the Stork Distillery, talked to the uh, one of the co-founders, had a good time there, and I believe this might be our fourth Stork whiskey it that we are be, trying yeah. because we just cannot stop. It's just can't too, get enough of that Stork. Good. Yeah, uh, and this actually has won uh, Best Whiskey National 2017 and World's Best Rye Whiskey in 20. 19 world's best rye so i'm excited let's pop this uh let's pop this guy open let's do it oh that was a god-awful pop can i try it again no it's all right was it was it already open it was not it just you know thank you sir can't win them all how's that smell hmm i'm not getting a whole lot no. from aroma wise but uh that doesn't really mean much it is stork after all, so my expectations are never low. Cheers. Nice. Here we go. Wow, that's a lot of flavor. I would even call that foolproof flavor. Ooh. Wow. Whoa, daddy, that is a rye. I like that. That is tasty. Cool. Oh my God, I can feel that burning in my pancreas. And what do you two have today for your drink of choice? Let's run out, shall we? Yeah, I we, really had to uh, make sure I don't say something because you guys were talking, but like, Jeff, are you a rye guy? <laughs> I am a rye guy. <laughs> Didn't know that about you. Pretty sure Jeff's a rye guy. I've never mentioned it before in the show, but I like rye. <laughs> so yeah. they're trying to pop this this guy open right now. <laughs> nope. No, no, no. I saw, I saw it move a little bit. It moved. It moved. Yeah. They can get it. She's pulling. Do you, yeah, do the twist with the... It's just too expensive to open. Uh, it could be. It doesn't want to open up under the table it's gonna knock over a wine glass and oh there it is that was a pop that was a nice pop and and what what kind of wine are we drinking today that is a that is a pour bobby whoa we're having an italian wine today from tuscany Mm, very nice i don't know i don't know if that's good or not we will see I do like wine, but... Um, All we know is it costs three times as much as the standard bottle of wine, so <laughs> yes, exactly. it better be something. For anyone who likes wine or wants to get into wine, I think you can never go wrong with a good German wine, like Riesling, or Italian white wine. Um, obviously, France is known for its wine, but I think if you're in Europe, try a German or Italian one. Absolutely. like My, my go-to is a Riesling. I, yeah. I think in our house, it's a Riesling, and usually two ninety nine Riesling, and it's... And it's, it's very surprising because I wouldn't, I, I never thought Germany would be a wine country, but they actually have some good wine. I, go, I will always go for the extra large Riesling wine. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. Ooh, that sounds way better than Weakling. Mm. Mm. How is it? Yeah, thanks. It's, it's fruity. Does it taste like 10 euro wine? It's dry. It's fruity. It's very yeah. delicious. So I'm, I'm happy. Wonderful. Yeah. Tastes like white gold. Really tasty. <laughs> but better. Spends an arm and a leg for that. Take out a second mortgage in the house. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you guys for the lovely wine. You're welcome. Absolutely. I feel like every dad has to say that, right? Took out a second mortgage on the house for that. Right. Mm. Every dad is there something you didn't tell me. <laughs> oh, true. <laughs> it's 
something maybe to do, right? Uh, I'm not a father for everyone who's wondering. Before we get into the episode, uh, I just want to remind everybody to please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We it, really it, appreciate it, no, them. If you want. It, I mean, if, if you, if you want. don't like the show, then leave something else. I'm you know, not going to yeah. judge you if you don't. But you will feel some some daggers from my eyes. Don't forget to subscribe on whatever you're listening to, whether it's, you know, whatever. You're here right now. So whatever you're listening to right now. Just continue doing just, that. Just yeah. subscribe if you want, just I guess. Just use that platform. It's Helpful. working. And uh, check out our website. As always, there's all of our links for our Instagram, our Facebook, whatever we have you. We have our whiskey page with our ratings and our reviews and also some extra pages. And that is agdwpodcast.com. That's agdwpodcast.com. Excellent. So uh, here we are. This has been a highly requested episode. Yeah. People keep saying, why don't you have your girlfriends on the show? We want to hear their perspective. Dating an American. I think it's, it's I think what's happening. There's a lot of American guys and gals who want to move to Germany and they want like comfort knowing that they'll have a chance finding somebody. <laughs> so they want it. So they see like a success story and they're like, I want to hear how that happened so they can like replicate this uh, situation. Yeah. And it, it, it did take us a bit of, um, cause they always asked us and I was like, I don't think it's going to happen, but, uh, Jeff, Jeff and I were able to, uh, convince you too, which I'm really happy that you're on this show. So welcome again. The topic is Bobby and Marlise, our girlfriends, what it's like as a German to be dating a foreigner or two assholes like me and Jeff at minimum. Right. Yeah. And a little bit just of extra perspective, just being a German in general, kind of traveling around the world, all that kind of fun stuff, you know? So I think a good place to start is just to tell the people who you guys are, you know, give like a few sentences about like where you, where you came from originally, when you moved to Berlin, all that kind of jazz. Mm. Let's start with Marlies, my, my girlfriend. All right. Um, so, yeah, I'm Marlies, Jeffy's girlfriend. <laughs> I'm originally from um, a north, more like west of Germany. Like, it's really close to the Netherlands. A small or a large place? A super small place. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's growing, but it's, um, yeah, it's small. 10,000 people. Not too small, but also... Not big for, either. For me, it's too small. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a little different than Berlin, that's for exactly. sure. Exactly. So yeah, um, and yeah, I, I grew up there and um, then after my studies, I started traveling and saw some places and at uh, one point I just ended up in Berlin. And you are also working with Alex. Exactly, yes. yes. I'm a um, co-worker of Alex and yeah, we are both teachers. We are, it's lovely. Of the little ones. Yes. Of the little ones. Yes. Mine are not this little anymore. That's true. Oh, yours are pretty big Preschools. Now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which for Americans, preschool here is uh, five to six-year-olds. Exactly. Ready to go to first grade. And Bobby, how about yourself? I, I Good to meet you. Hi. Hi. Hey, come here often? You're pretty. Hey, good looking. <laughs> so yeah, tell us a bit about you, where you grew up and uh, you know all that stuff. I come from a very, very small village. It's 630 people, so it's definitely mm. tiny. Oh, man, I didn't know it was that small. There's mm, more people in this that building. It's that small. There is not even a convenience store uh, or a spiti, but we, we did have a bar, of course. Of but course. But that was like the only thing that was there. It's lovely. It's idyllic. It's very picturesque. Um, but I much rather enjoy living in Berlin. Nice. And uh, would you like to share what you do as for Arbeit, for your work? Yeah, sure. I'm not a kindergarten teacher. Oh. Uh, I'm the chief operating officer for a German art startup called Unique. And we do lovely posters and prints. Very cool. Absolutely. Which, which many grace the walls of my own house. So Mine too. 
surprisingly yeah. enough. <laughs> All right, so both of you come from pretty small uh, villages, clearly much smaller than uh, Berlin. So <laughs> what made you want to come to the capital of where you guys are born? Because you don't live abroad, but you're dating people who are from abroad. And also, like, what other travels have you done or maybe your top 10 or whatever you want to talk about? So the, the capital of where they were born? Yeah. Which is Germany. Okay, this is a weird sentence. Yeah. It's a weird yeah. way to put it. But you know what I mean. Yeah. They knew. Uh, yeah, sure. I can start. Um, I think I've always known that I wanted to live in Berlin. Mm. I have family who lives here. So I have very, very fond memories of my childhood being here. It was always, in my mind, it was always very open, very cool, associated with positive memories. Mm. So after my studies, um, I went abroad. I lived in the States for a year when I was 16 as an exchange student. And then doing um, university, I lived in Spain for nine months total then I went back to New York after my studies for half a year and there I started the whole interview process because I was thinking about maybe staying there and I found one company that basically said there's no way you're going to get a visa but in, in, in New York you mean in New York yeah. they said um, there's no way you're going to get a visa but our uh, sister company is in Berlin would you like to go there and because I already knew I wanted to go to Berlin um, if I'm not anywhere else in the world for me that was an easy decision so I went to Berlin with a job in hand and knew this is where I wanted to stay and it was eight years ago and uh, yeah that was the right decision and nothing much has changed in between and now that's interesting too because like Berlin is kind of the New York of Germany or maybe like of Europe in a way I guess because one of the bigger cities in Europe so I think you mean New York is like the Berlin <laughs> but you know what I mean like it's a big city and uh, I think a lot of Germans do want to go to New York and I think a lot of Americans if it's Germany want to come to Berlin are they comparable at all or are they very different like I've been in New York a few times you've been you know them way more than I do I mean, that's a that's a tough question, I think, because of course it's comparable because it's a big city. Everyone wants to live there. It's, it's metropolitan. It's very exciting. So, of course, it's comparable, but it's two completely different countries with different mm. cultures. So, yes, they're the same in the way that any big city is the same. And yes, they're completely different in a way that countries tend to be. Makes sense. Absolutely. And now New York was not the first time you had uh, spent time in the States. Now, you lived in, I uh, don't recall where, but somewhere in the U.S. during high school, I believe. In California, where you're uh, from, yes, Jeff. Yes, yes. But down, oh, yes, now I remember down south. Okay, yeah. And, I mean, that was that the first time you'd been to the U.S.? It was the first time that I went to the U.S. It was an exchange program that I was really excited about because I really wanted to learn English. And it was lovely because I, I was with a great host family that I adored. Um, I was 16, so I was away from home for a whole year. And it was lovely just being in a family that really made me feel like family. Plus, California is really nothing to scoff at. So That's I true. really did have a really, really lovely time with lovely people and great, great weather. But the East Coast is cooler, right? Oh. Um, <laughs> if you want me to answer honestly, I'm I'm Team Jeff. Okay, yes, <laughs> that's cool. That's a shame. <laughs> so yeah, um, Marley, same thing. Small village. You came to Berlin. What's your deal? Well, well actually, bef before you came to Berlin, mm -hmm. you had traveled and lived qu actually quite a bit abroad. So I, yes, that's kind of uh, interesting because you went from like a tiny village in Germany to somewhere in Africa, mm -hmm. which a lot of people might think. How could like an innocent girl from a village uh, not be scared about moving, you know, to the wide open uh, plains of Africa? Yeah, that's right. Um, so after my studies, I decided to see a little bit more of the world before I be an adult and go in a nurse job. <laughs> and, <laughs> <I like> that. <laughs> um, so yeah, I decided to travel and I end up in Africa, in Uganda, and um, was working there as a volunteer and had like really great experience. 
gonna always have it with me mm -hmm. after this i wanted to travel more and um also went to australia and then on one point i ran out of money so i came back to germany <laughs> and worked for a bit in like an even smaller town in akita then um I decided now there's nothing for me and after this I said okay let's see something more of the world and then I ended up in Hong Kong I really loved this big city life and mm -hmm. I thought like I can never go back uh, to a small village again so so Hong Kong was kind of like a catalyst for you to come to Berlin then maybe yes exactly okay because if, if you can make it in Hong Kong yeah then you can make it anywhere, really. I right? can Berlin's, make it everywhere. Yeah. Berlin's a village comparison, right? Yeah, so after my time in Hong Kong, I decided, okay, I want to be closer to my family. And um, then I said, okay, I'm going to be um, in Germany, but not anywhere um, in a smaller region. So I said, okay, um, I have... I applied for like a um, couple of places also in Frankfurt, mm. but um, in the end I decided on Berlin and I think it was a really great decision and I'm happy ever, he, like it's, what it was like the best decision, yeah. Nice. <laughs> and I think I can speak for both myself and Jeff saying they're both happy that you came to Berlin. Because it led to good things. Yes. <laughs> yes. Same. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and uh, so, and. You've, you've both lived, obviously, abroad. Marley, several places. You've lived in the States a couple times. So as a 16-year-old, yeah, I would say, what were your first initial thoughts of American families in general and, and being in an American high school compared to a German high school? You know, uh, was it like like you'd seen in the movies or, you know? It's, it's actually wild. Like, for me, it was such a culture shock because obviously you feel a little connected to the States. I think anywhere in the world, people have an image, right? Because sure. we do have the movies. You do have an image of what um, the dances look like, what the lockers in the hallways look like, things like that. Um, it was definitely a culture shock in a in a good way of how friendly just everyone is, right? It's made so easy for you to get to know people because everyone is actually that open and interested. And because of the after-school programs, like I started playing basketball immediately and found such lovely down-to-earth people. Mm. Um, so that was great. Uh, met great people and made some awesome experiences. It was also different in a way. Um, because my school was in a very, very rich district that I think it wasn't the average experience that you see on TV simply because, you know, in a parking lot, there were like Hummers and oh, yeah. we, didn't have, <laughs> we didn't really have roofs um, because in California, it's so warm. We only had like balconies where you saw the ocean. Yeah. And it was for me, it was actually very humbling in a way where I realized that is too much wealth for me, Okay. Um, where especially young people who didn't do anything for it and in, in right, my experience didn't, didn't earn it yeah exactly so for me that was something where i felt like you know when you're young you think like oh by the time you're 18 you want that fancy car and you want this and this and i realized like i i was in a, in a situation where i was removed from my family for a year and i really realized how lucky i was with my host family and my family at home and in a way all that opulence um, mm -hmm. really made me appreciate that you don't really need that in life and that was actually um something really nice to learn early on that all you need is love that's beautiful <laughs> yeah it was very nice <laughs> and marlee so before you moved to africa in, with your time in uh, the small village, did you meet many foreigners uh, in, in your time growing up? Or, or was it really not that many passing by through through the, the area you were in? Not at all. Like, the foreigners was always like, oh, wow, there's someone new. Like, <laughs> let's meet him. Like, 
there was really nothing like no one was really speaking English only in school you like you learn English in school but otherwise on school you don't talk any English and mm. sometimes when I went out um, to the nearest biggest city to party there was like maybe once in a while someone from somewhere else and spoke English and we were all like what what he's English <laughs> super exotic whispering to each other like well what what he's English <laughs> <laughs> So, so yeah, so it was you always found, really you found it interesting. I then, found yeah. it always okay. really interesting. I always thought like, oh, I want to meet this person. I want to like hear the story, what he's doing here, like I mean, why like, here. <laughs> it's funny you say that because when I sometimes when I first started when I was first dating Bobby, uh, I went to her small village. I was like the crazy exotic American guy. You were like the coolest kid in town. <laughs> and right, like as an American, I was like, that's not exotic. You're American. Like we're everywhere. Come on. But like it was very. Not, it wasn't humbling because it's like humbling, but it was kind of very like it felt weird, like a center of attention just because I don't speak German. Um, so it's kind of funny hearing you say that from the other uh, perspective there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if we, if we walked around her small village, people would hear us speak English. And remember one time, oh yeah, like one of her neighbors <laughs> knocked on the door and like actually asked her parents, like, I heard somebody speaking English. Who's who is that? Like, where is he from? Who's Molly's like, boyfriend? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's funny when we go to her village, we look like you can tell we're not from that village because we're wearing like black leather jackets, like black jeans, and, like boots, or whatever, and. Obviously, like, we look very city, Berlin. Yeah. And so even Bobby, who's from the village, looks like a tourist as well. So I, I'm in good company, at least with her. So I'm not the only, so only tourist looking totally person. stand out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> even though there are no tourists there, are there? Yeah. I mean, we have Europe's biggest rose garden. So, that's um, true. But I guess that's a demographic. So three. That doesn't three really... tourists. Every year. <laughs> that's a very different demographic. I have to say, like, we have a washing machine uh, museum. What? A washing machine museum. A museum? For, <laughs> like a really clean museum. No, it's a museum <laughs> of... A museum of washing machines. <laughs> washing machine. The various washing machines, you know, of, of the you know, 19th, 20th century. This is our I mean, biggest attraction. No, no, Marley's not going to lie. I kind of wanted to go to the washing machine museum. Okay, let's now. go. <laughs> no, you're serious. Yeah, I'm serious. <laughs> That's awesome. Does it spread all these small villages like in the US? If you drive in the middle of nowhere, there's always like the world's biggest frying pan or Ball like yard, yeah, all this kind of weird I mean, stuff. It's like, maybe like, what could we, what, what do tourists want? What, it was wash machines, they need wash exactly. machines, they're in stuff, yeah. And and Marlies, like when you were living, say, uh, when you're in Australia or you're living in Hong Kong or Uganda, now you're spending all of your time with foreigners and people speaking English. Like, what did you think about? Did you find like any huge culture differences or did you, did you find that like, hey, people of the same age, no matter where they're from, are, are pretty much the same? I think there are like culture differences for sure, but I think this makes it super interesting. As for, mm. for, at least for me, I really like that. And I mean, of course, I love to meet everyone. I, I'm an open person and I don't care where they're actually from. For me, it's just if there are foreigners, I'm just always super interested of the story, like what they're doing here, like what is behind this person. And this is what I love on meeting new people. And also why I came to Berlin um, was also a reason that I can speak more English here. And after my travels, I got a little bit better with my English and I thought, okay, I don't want to lose it again. And that's why I wanted to come to Berlin to speak more English and also to work in a bilingual school to keep my English. And yeah. It's kind of funny to say, I want to move to the capital of Germany to <laughs> learn more English. 
I mean, not. I don't want to learn more English. I wanted to or keep, practice more keep, English. I wanted to keep my English. Right. And like, it just, it just, it doesn't like. I think yeah. if anyone who hasn't been to Berlin before, it sounds so wacko. It's like, I'm gonna go to Paris to practice my English but as I a think, Parisian. You know, it just doesn't make sense. I think it's, right. but it's just like for the German city, is Berlin the most English-speaking city? For sure, absolutely. Yeah, and and this is kind of a question for both of you. So you both lived abroad. Do you think? Living abroad in English-speaking uh, lands, whatever you want to call it. Countries. Yeah, countries. Yeah. You're welcome. Or lands. They are lands. <laughs> they are uh, lands. This is Deutsch. Land. Land. So, okay. Yeah. All right, uh, right. Do you think that made you more open to possibly dating a foreigner? Do you think, like, say, if you'd just stayed in your small village, never gone abroad, just spoke German, do you think in that version of you would be less likely to date a foreigner? Do you think the move, the living abroad for a little bit kind of made you more, open? I don't know, open? Yeah, there, yeah that's I guess, the word. Yeah. For lack of a better word, yeah. I think for me that's a yes and no. Yes, in a way of, you know, once you, you traveled and you realize that, of course, it opens people in a way um, where, you know, just by nature, you're exposed to different stuff and you learn things about yourself. So obviously, if someone is a foreigner in your country, you know that they're making those experiences that probably make them grow as a person. Mm. So that's obviously an attractive trait. And sure. I'd say no in a way of for me, um, I wouldn't say like, oh, dating a foreigner would be so much better than dating a German because both come with their own sets of, of problems and beauties, I guess. But for me, it's not about, oh, Alex is so interesting because he's a foreigner. It's more of, I moved to a city because basically in Berlin, you have all options. You just have to know what you want and then you can get it and you can get to know people based on your interest and not based on geographical closeness or, mm. you know, that's the only teenager in your age in your village, something right, like that. Right. So it's, it's just nice that you get to choose and Alex just happens to be what's exactly aligned with my interest and what I value in life. Oh, yes. And I don't think that's necessarily because he's a foreigner. That just um, That's just Alex for me. But of course, it does help that, for example, I want to be able to have a conversation in English because a lot of my friends here are English. So at least it helps that he's not afraid of doing that because sure. he's neither afraid of speaking German because he's in Germany, but he's also not afraid of sharing in English. So for me... I would have obviously no problem dating a German because, you know, I think Germans are lovely as long as that person is also as open in their mindset as expats or immigrants or any traveler seems to be. Uh, so, so say, yeah, you had a boyfriend who was German, didn't quite like speaking English, his English wasn't strong, so he would avoid going out, hang out with groups, your groups of friends who were international then that might be a problem for you. Uh, yeah, exactly. Because I, I just think in that case, I would probably be missing out on experiences that I don't want to miss out on. So I do want to share that with my partner who also takes an interest in that. And in Berlin, that just happens to be very, very international. I, th I think that's an interesting point too, because <clears throat> we always talk about, you know, someone from America dating someone from German or, you know, all these borders of where they're from. And I think you brought up an interesting point of it's not about where the person's from. It's just about who they are as a human and living in a metropolitan or cosmopolitan city just gives you more options of different types of humans, regardless of where they are from. I think that that's a really important point to, uh, to everyone listening here is like, because people have asked us like, what's it like dating a German? It's, like, it's, it's hard to say because I don't know if you guys are German. Sure. I know many Germans, but not all of you. There's no stereotypical German, so to speak. Right. Except did you never have any, any more fun ever in your life because Germans are known for the sense of humor? That's <laughs> true. I mean, wow. It's been laughs nonstop. <laughs> <laughs> ha, ha, ha. <laughs> 
She's got it. I taught her that. <laughs> but do I have to do um, agree with uh, Bobby? It doesn't really matter. Is it like what kind of um, background this person has, or what kind of culture will come from? In the end, you just want to find like a person that fits to you, to to your personality, and this is what we are all looking for. I think. Yeah, absolutely. Then, but but I still think both of you are very open, kind of international people. Because I have met. So are you? Yeah. So, so are we? Because I have met Germans who. Uh, would not date a foreigner because they want to date another German. They're not comfortable with English. They've never been abroad. They don't really have interest in that. They want to stick to, like, not in a racist way, just, you know, uh, they just haven't had those experiences. So they're maybe a little more closed off to that. You know what I mean? So, But I think that's also really understandable. Like, A, to each their own, you know, as long as both parties are happy. Like, who are we to judge anyone? But I think exactly. it makes sense in a way of, if, like you said, if you're not comfortable with that, then of course you also want to date someone with, with whom you do find it easy and pleasant. If sure. you have no interest yeah. in... Um, you know, maybe learning another language um, because that's just, you know, not for you, then why should you be with someone that makes that harder for you? If you feel like, I want to be with someone who gets my cultural references without me having to explain it. Yeah. That's something I, I also encounter. And actually, I understand. It's just everyone's different in that way. I, th I think that's a good point to bring up too, is that there are these, these things you don't realize, uh, like cultural references, where every American, when I bring up, you know, like, an old Nickelodeon TV show, they all know what I'm talking about. And now living in Germany, there's all these references that you two might reference. And I'm, you know, at an absolute loss because I don't know who Jan, whatever, Bella Mann, Schweiger, can't, Stein. Can't, can't even list a real person. I can't a real person. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I listed, I would know who it is, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> but, but you know what I mean? So then you have to explain that to me, which yeah. I could understand. Could be frustrating for some people, of course. But I think that's also what kind of makes it more like fun and interesting and spicy. Yeah, I think for us, we enjoy it. Like I, I love when Marley brings up some some show or some kind of weird, or at least for me, that's weird about our childhood where it's like, yeah, we could do this. And I'm like, really? And then I'm like, oh, we couldn't do that. And, the, you, and I find that super interesting. You know what I mean? Like the differences or when she'll, when she asks me, can you actually do that? Like we were watching a movie the other day and she's like, can police really just like stop a car and commandeer it, you know, throw the person out and like take the car? I don't know. Uh, I, I looked it up. Technically, uh, in the US and in the UK, you, it's legal for them to do so. They just almost never do it because of liability issues. But like it works that. real well in 80s movies. I find it interesting that there's this back of where I'm asking her and she's asking me like, hey, how, how was it? Or how is it? with?" And then you find out the answer and you're like, oh, yeah. really? That's like so different from, yeah, okay. And yeah. that's what I love about it because if I, like maybe if I was with someone from my town It's like, I know everything about you. I know every experience you went to, every high school, you know, all the friends, you know. And if you're into that, that's, that's you know, that's fine. But for me, like, it's nice having all these different things because things are always new. Like, every day, almost, there's always something new that we learn about each other or some reference of the culture or something that we learn from each other, which is, it's fun. It keeps things fun. I think it makes just your life really colorful. And oh, I was like, yes. like colorful. How, That's a beautiful how, way to put it. That is a great way to that put it. That was a colorful description. Mm. Also, when Jeff tells me about, like, for example, like how we celebrate Christmas, it's like a different way how I celebrate it. And then the, we decided, oh, let's do both ways. And then it's like just a mix. like, yeah. exactly. We have like a weird mix now. This is like our way now. And exactly. Yeah, I really love it. And I also have to say, I think both of us, Malis and I, and also the two of you, I think we're really lucky when we're talking about relationships because we met each other after you decided for yourself and no one else that you wanted to come to Germany, right? right. 
And then we met almost like by accident, all of us. So this this is great, but there's also couples who come or go somewhere else for their partner. And I can imagine that they, that maybe takes a different strain on the relationship. For sure. Because then someone makes sacrifices for the other and both parties really have to realize like how much sacrifices am I willing to make? Mm -hmm. And this is something that none of us ever encountered because you decided to move to Berlin. You decided you wanted to stay here because you like it. And so do we. So we got to get to know you after you've made your own choice and that's beautiful because there's never you know any any feeling of oh i moved here for you why can't you take out the trash so exactly. i really admire people that move together and i think we have it really easy in that case because for us it was just about wow we're all super compatible isn't that nice yeah right and and and, and there, obviously there are uh, sacrifices right but the sacrifice isn't on the burden of you it's on myself so I think that's um, yeah, yeah. An example of such sacrifice, which is a different kind of sacrifice, is being that you are the Germans in Germany. Kind of like more work is put on your and Marlise's shoulders because you know you're doing the paperwork and you're making the phone calls because me and Alex aren't that great in German on phone calls. You know what I mean? And especially or, like bu bureaucratic German. Yeah. Or this. Yeah. We, especially or if you're buying the home, like you had to do a lot of the extra work and. And, the, you know, I get certain letters from the government that, you know, I, don't, I have less experience in Marlies, so I have to wait for her to come home and she's tired and I have to be like, oh, babe, can you help me with this letter? What exactly do I need to do with it? So it's kind of a sacrifice that you guys have to do that we don't, which I think makes me feel and, bad and, at and times. And I think what sure. Jeff's trying to say is thank you so much. Yes. <laughs> no, but I think this is actually really, sorry. Yeah, yeah, oh, no, God. No, no, no. Um, I think, though, this is a super interesting point because a lot of your listeners that are thinking about moving somewhere might feel that way, like, oh, I don't want to be a burden to anyone i'll be a burden to my friends who have to help me out my partner i don't think anyone should feel like that because you made the decision to come to germany and whoever comes in your life after that values you for the person that you are and Aww. of course you're also you know you're also an expert of course maybe sometimes you need help with a bureaucracy but you also bring so much into people's lives like Mali's just said how fun is it that you guys have a combined christmas with different traditions now that obviously also brings something you know to to her life or like alex has given me a a lot of different input and a lot of you know like Mali's beautifully said colorful things yeah, that I Hanukkah. really really wouldn't want to miss in my life so if the price I have to pay if someone said like here's the beautiful life you can have and the price is you have to do some more bureaucracy of course I'd say sign me up so why should Alex ever feel bad about that that's awesome speechless <laughs> I also don't have the feeling that is uh, bothering me a lot like, I know Jeff is on top of all of every paperwork and I actually was glad when I'm when we moved in together because I know he does take care really well of his paperwork and maybe I'm actually not this much <laughs> so sexy <laughs> you know? yeah. so, so, I'm the paperwork man so you're saying, saying I see like now the, where Jeff came to Germany <laughs> saying, so Je Jeff's the real German he here like, exactly oh you're so, so good at paperwork I, I think the only thing the only thing I, I really have to do is just maybe translate some stuff but otherwise I, I think you're really on top of everything so do you don't have to worry <laughs> <laughs> that's because no but but i still think there are times where where i'm, I'm like oh i want the the workload to be equal but there's certain things that i know okay i can't really handle this i have to wait I have to wait for marlies to get home to do this and i always feel bad asking that you know especially you know evening after work the last thing German or not, you want to see is like a letter from the Finanzamt. You got to like translate, you know, or, you know, it's like, uh, yeah. you know, but anyways, yeah, I thank you very much. So yeah. Jeff, my feminine heart, heart just, uh, my feminine, my feminist heart just jumped when you said you want things to be divided equally. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, and another thing that I think an expat coming to Germany always takes into consideration is that they're always thinking, okay, what is the German family of my girlfriend going to think of her bringing home this, uh, you know, American guy or whatever? Yes. So uh, I'm kind of curious, like, in general, how does how did your family in the beginning feel about you dating a non-German? Did they care? Were they more interested? Like, I wonder what the general reaction would be. I know, Marlies, your sister has, had already been dating an Irish guy for a long time. So, like, so like by the time I came along, your parents kind of already were used to the, you know, the okay, one of my one of my daughters uh, is gone to a non-German. Now here's another one. I know, no big deal, probably, right? Or um, so yeah, I have to say, um, Jeff is not my first non-German boyfriend, so, <laughs> so um, my parents got used to it, I think, um, and yeah, also to my sister's boyfriend and now to Jeff, I think, yeah, after the time they got used to it and in the beginning it was really a little bit awkward because there was like really a lack on conversations and hand signs and right. translating a lot and sure. like please don't leave me alone with them like <laughs> but uh, are we talking about with me or with the other boyfriends both oh. <laughs> <laughs> i never i never said don't leave me alone with no your but i see it in your eyes right. <laughs> <laughs> i i yeah i think i've given you the same eyes <laughs> <laughs> so like yeah maybe there's something you have to translate so stay here but no, I think you do really great and they are doing really great. They're really trying and um, that you be part of our family. And even with a, a lick on conversations, I think we, that's, it's still working out fine. And you're part of me and you're part of my family. So um, they accepted that. They have no choice. <laughs> so, okay. yeah, so at the end, all they care about is, you know, you're exactly. happy. He's part if, of your as life. Long, yeah. As long yeah. as they see me happy, then they know. Okay, so... That's a good note to everybody mm -hmm. out there. Like, don't worry. You're dating a German girl or guy. Maybe your German's not 100% fluent. It can you, you or can 10%. It, life goes on. It's it's maybe you're, you'll get you'll be a little bit nervous, but yeah, you'll figure things out with a German you do have and some hand signals and uh, and and I know like when I visit her parents in those days, I use more German in those like three days than I do the like rest of the year. Yeah, my brain is scraping every word then, that I have in me. Do you ever feel like on, on the way home, your brain kind of just just dies. goes to mush? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, like I can't do German right now. I need about I need like a ten hour uh, cleanse just because my brain needs to put itself back together again. Completely, yeah. It's, not, it's, not not in like a bad like way, but it's just kind of like that was a lot of German, and now my brain's gotta it's gotta relax a bit yeah, because. The German takes more mental power than the English. So like by the end, you're kind of mentally exhausted a little bit. A so. little bit. I, I had the same feeling when I first traveled to Africa and I really only had my school English and I know how exhausted it can be. Mm -hmm. And But I, I think still you do a good, good job and yes. keep and, and doing what you're doing. <laughs> Bobby, would you like to explain how uh, how your, your family's jaws dropped when they saw me walk through that door? Like, wow, what an amazing specimen of a young man. <laughs> you know, it's, it's hard to describe something that doesn't happen. So, <laughs> yeah. I'm just trying to imagine my family with that reaction. Um, no, I think I th it sounds so cliche, but like, I think most parents just want their child to be happy. So right. it's like anytime you meet any boyfriend or girlfriend or partner, I think the initial reaction is like, will we get along and will that person make my, my you know, child happy? So I think that's pretty normal. But my parents were 
um, very supportive always in my life. And I think with you, they saw immediately that we were, you know, we were happy. And I think that's all they cared about. And once that initial, you know, pass is okay, we're like, okay, that checks that box. Mm -hmm. I think then they were just excited, actually, because my parents travel a lot. They're, they've been to the States a bunch of times. And I think then the just excitement and interest kicked in of like oh what's that like what's this like oh um i went to that state have you been there before so i think for my parents they were always interested i have to say the one thing because like obviously you don't want to change your partner you don't want to police your partner but the one thing i did ask alex is if he can please learn german if mm. he cares enough because i i i mean it's my mom i want him to be able to talk to my mom of course it's so yeah. nice to converse with your, with your family exactly and like my, my my dad can speak english and so can my brother but like my mom um, has never learned english so she you know she also never had a reason to and so that was important to me that alex at least makes an effort where you can at least you know communicate with hand and feet sure. to say like oh you know the food's good or something which yeah. you can you can do anyways with the most basic level in any language and then That was super exciting for me to see, though, that my dad said in 30 years of them traveling together, he's always done the talking in foreign countries because my mom doesn't speak English. Mm. But once she got to know Alex, she really made an effort. Like she really, um, you know, she she uh, looked into her head what she can do. And then she did it in front of everyone with no shame. And this was Sim a legendary, uh, this is a legendary night for, I mean, for, for I the Bobby family. I mean, I do have family. to say it's one of my favorite memories ever because, um, I don't know, it was a lovely family reunion. And all of a sudden my mom just broke out English. English in front of everyone and my dad said like in 30 years he's never seen that but you know she really loves Alex and oh, uh, he loves you. her so exactly yeah, they make an effort for each other let me, let me go a little bit deeper there because what it was we were bowling had a few drinks a lovely night and we're taking a taxi back to uh, Bobby's parents place and um, all of a sudden her mom just started whipping out a little bit of English and what she said was pretty much like you me tomorrow nine o'clock Like in the morning, mind you, this is like one in the morning at this point. You meet tomorrow, nine o'clock, champagne. Huh? And I looked at Bobby. I was like, is she serious? And oh, yeah, she's serious. Bobby <laughs> didn't say anything. She just nodded her head back and, and forth. And you and me, she's talking to Bobby or talking to him? Just talking to me because she said in English, you meet tomorrow, nine o'clock, champagne. So I woke up nine o'clock, set an alarm, super hungover. I come to the kitchen. Who's there? Bobby's mom. And uh, she pours me a chance. Sounds like a scene from The Graduate. I, I, I give her a prost. We drink. And then I tell her, I'm going to go back up to bed. I went back to bed. I went back to sleep. And it was, honestly, that was the moment where I felt like, this is this is now part of my family. Like It was a really, really amazing bonding. moment. Mm. It was a great bonding moment for sure. The fact that she tried and I think the fact that I woke up and she was actually there with the champagne at nine o'clock waiting for me and like, I don't know, that was an amazing yeah. day that for me and your family. Very nice. um, I do have to say though, uh, also one of my favorite moments involves both of our parents because I think a lot of people might also be a little worried about the parents meeting when true. they come from different cultures meet. and different languages. So that was actually super interesting because we had our first Christmas in Berlin that Alex and I hosted. So it was my mom, dad, brother, Alex's parents, and also my grandmother. So it was like, oof, um, you know, there's some people that don't speak English or German. What do we even do that we can all agree on? Yeah, so it was tough. Chris 
It was lovely though. We went to a Christmas market and as people know, Alex works with children. So his back hurts a lot. So we're at a Christmas market, you know, it's getting dark outside. There's twinkly lights and all of a sudden Alex just holds my hand and drops down because he just wanted to straight out his back. But you know, in that romantic setting, all of a sudden his mom was like, oh my God, are you proposing? <laughs> and it was lovely. It was an icebreaker because um, like Alex and I don't think we want to get married, but our parents very much disagree. They very and they much think, disagree. Hey, wouldn't that be lovely? So that was an icebreaker where they're like, ha, 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 we'll pay for the wedding. You know, don't you want to change your mind? Ha, ha, ha. Then we went from the Christmas market somewhere else. Which station in Berlin do we have to switch? Station wedding, uh, which in English, <laughs> wedding, was another like, ha, ha, ha. Here's, you know, here's a sign and don't you want to? And then... When we were at home, uh, my mom knows that Alex likes colorful socks. So she got him colorful socks that just happened to say on them, world's best dad, which she uh -oh. didn't realize in English. <laughs> uh -oh. So, you know, Alex was like, oh, hey, dad, let me give this to you because you're the world's greatest dad. Wait, you re-gifted immediately? I mean, That's rude. but it was really cute. But because I, I am not the world's best dad. <laughs> Right. My, but my dad is. And then his dad was really cute because he gave one sock to my dad and said, how Aww. about you hang on to one because you also did a good job and maybe one Aww. day we get to re reunite them and give them to Alex. So long story short, I just wanted to say, I think we were both a little just apprehensive of how it's going to go with like different language parents, but it was actually lovely. The ice was broken. They're bonded over different things. And now, now it's great. Yeah, for sure. And, awesome. and, and they, your, your parents went to New York one time, hit up my parents, they met up. Up. like they hang out even though i can't imagine the communications 100 obviously but they somehow find a way to get along and like actively want to hang out with each exactly. other so it's like, really cool it sounds weird but like you can actually have fun with people that you do not share a language with like yeah, yeah. It's, it's maybe like, more so yeah it's hard <laughs> actually to maybe more so maybe if they were saying language they'd never get along at all yeah, yeah exactly yeah I, I know my dad uh has Ooh. been slowly learning uh german on like online courses or whatever he's getting for you he's getting uh no for, no, for me no for for for, for, Mar oh, for marlise man. and and the and the meeting the parents at some point in the future or whatever like so uh, no, he's, he, he's been so lovely bobby's like, heart's melting <laughs> <laughs> the first time i met him he, he came up with like a joke first like we i remember we got out of the car and he's like Hold on, yeah, hold yeah. on. And I, like, I, I, I tried to hug wait, him like, wait. hi. And he's like, wait, and no, no, wait, no, wait, wait, wait. wait. <laughs> like, wait, wait. And then he like, said a cute phrase of welcoming me. In German. I can't remember what it was. Oh, that's but, so uh, sweet. Yeah. Yeah, it was really cute. It took him two minutes to get it out, but like, it, I was not, <laughs> I didn't, at that point, I didn't know that he was like uh, really learning but he, he yeah he it was some two three sentence phrase that he learned or whatever yeah, yeah i really appreciate the to, effort so it was, it was really really nice um but you know one thing that we totally skipped we got to go back to the beginning is how did you guys meet us i think everyone everyone <laughs> wants to so hear that I, story right I, i think the thing is so jeff i i i i explained how i met you bobby and i explained in, how i met her so we did people, think, okay no no but but you know, uh, we have both explained how we perspectives met. Perspectives are different from from one side to the other. These lovely people across the table from us. We explained how we met, um, but I think people might want to hear it from your perspective because they're from these male American perspective. Let's hear from the female German perspective. Let's see if it's match up. <laughs> I have a feeling they're, they're not going to match up at all. <laughs> so, so Marlies, go ahead. Like, let, let's see if this is the story I remember. All right. Um, so, <laughs> I 
Once upon a time. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, I met Jeff through friends. I helped a friend uh, moving into a new apartment. And then um, they also invited Jeff. I didn't know by this time. Because I, I was friends with the guy and you were exactly. colleagues with the girl. Exactly, yes. Man and woman. We are at that age, I guess. We're not girls and boys anymore. <laughs> yeah, so I was living close by and I was like, okay, let's uh, help them moving. And um, I was just on the balcony um, when he arrived and um, then they introduced us each other and soon after he had to... <laughs> this sounds so weird now. Um, he had to um, drill the hole um, in a bathroom for putting up the curtains. And I thought, yeah, this guy is handy. He looks good, he looks good in a bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> he looks good with a drill in his hand. I can use him. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, and as I like, and I think what has most um, impressed me by Jeff is um, I was um, I was trying to ask him something about screws or whatever which which one he need or something and i i just saw like he stopped what he's doing looking at me and listened to me even i was like really slow with my english um and he was actually like like really listening to me and so like okay uh -huh. he's yeah he was like so aware of like okay like, let's give her some time or whatever and it's so like wow this didn't happen for me uh for a while it's just like this is really impressive and then i saw like okay this um guy i like and this is how we met That's i, I don't know crazy if that reflects, reflects good on me or reflects bad on all the other guys that aren't listening to you you know what i mean <laughs> like it's i bad, mean bad. maybe bad on my ex-boyfriends but i don't care yeah. <laughs> i cannot imagine anyone not like hanging on marlisa's lips <laughs> like look at her <laughs> fair enough but yeah but that's that's where we met and then think saw each other a couple times and then then uh i asked you on a uh no, no, on, no, a, no, no. on a bicycling ride yeah that was, nah, our, our, that was our... other way around so, <laughs> ah, okay okay ah, you, you want my story so let me try to tell my story <laughs> oh shit here we go <laughs> i mean okay so um after we met the first time there was a take took already like a a while till we met again um, because Jeff was this days really busy um, and I was always interested to meet him and at one point um, I texted him on Facebook yeah Facebook yeah yeah I texted you on Facebook and just like we just um, had like um, just like a normal chat around um, and and then you were saying um, that you like bike rides and I basically invited myself because I was like, okay, this is going nowhere uh -huh. and I really like to meet him. Now, now I remember. Okay, the I, truth comes out. I went on a solo bike ride. Now I remember it. And I sent you pictures and then you said, oh, that looks beautiful. I'd love to go the next time. Yeah, so I invited and, myself. No, no, but, no, but you said that. But then I said, oh, okay, how about next time? And then I, I, I planned the thing and then we met up and then that was our official first date was going on this. It was a really... A uh, beautiful, like, three-hour cycling ride, which now we do every year for our anniversary. We go on that same That's ride. That's super sweet. Yeah. Yes. It's, it, like, in, in uh, near Potsdam, near the, like, lakes and stuff. Yeah. Really pretty. Now, everyone listening right now, you can't see Bobby's face, but the whole time the story's being told, she's just making, like, <laughs> the most, like, oh, wow, oh, heart-melting faces ever. None of you can see, which she's, is a shame, but it's beautiful. It's she's really... Oh, sorry. <laughs> She's really empathetic. Yes. It's because you guys are so cute. <laughs> well, let's, there's, let's, there's a lot of see, love in the let's room. Let's see if the lovely face stays while she says her version of how <laughs> she I, met I, I Alex. I really don't think it's gonna, but go ahead. 
I think it's a little difficult if you ask like, oh, tell the story from your side, because obviously we hear on your podcast, if we make you look bad, you know, are, are your fans going to come for us and be like, oh, they don't deserve you. I'm going to treat you better. Hit me up. Slide me a DM. Call 1-800-225. No, just kidding. Um, so Alex and I started out as friends because I think you've said it before. You came to Berlin because one of your best friends who've lived here and said, you know, why don't you move to Germany? And you didn't have a good answer. Right. So you came here and thought like, uh, sure, sure, sure. I'll figure everything out. Mm. And that person happened to be my co-worker who I was very close with so when it was clear that Alex was coming she was like this is one of my closest college friends and he's the most lovely guy he's gonna stay at my apartment and we were very close like we were going out almost every day and she was a great cook so we were at her apartment all the time anyways and then at one point Alex just happened to be in that apartment as well so we actually did move like Uh, sorry, we met five hours or so after he landed in Germany because it was very obvious yeah. that like, all you know, she wanted to meet all of us. And ev everyone I tell when I say it's, I met my girlfriend day one, they don't believe it. But here, everyone confirmed. Day one? It day one. was day one, yeah. basically day one. five and, and hours Bobby, after you landed. Bobby, when you met this guy, five hours after he's landed, considering uh, his fashion sense has changed a bit. What did you think of this, of, of this, of this man uh, back <laughs> at that, that, in that moment? <laughs> this is like a really dick thing to say, but I do agree. I looked awful. Please tell. I mean, I think, I think it speaks to me that I definitely fell in love with your personality. <laughs> because back, back then, like, obviously, Alex is beautiful. He has a strong face. Very, he's just very interesting looking. Strong face. Like, Yeah, I, I think Alex is beautiful, but I do have to say you were not beautiful to me when you landed. It was nice. just, it, you know, it was just a, a different look that you had. But Maybe like, with a jet lag? No, it had nothing to do with jet lag. Mm. It just had to do with my awful fashion I was sense. trying to save you, but... No, okay. no, no, no. Okay. I, I, I own it. I was like, shit, it's fine. I think it also might have been a combination of like, you know, you were so proud of like taking public transportation and like, you know, these are things when you're like... Okay, good for you, man. You know, it didn't. It didn't scream like <laughs> it was good for me. It was very good for me. Okay, <laughs> what, what's the story? So, like, he wrote the Uban and he like texted. He was like, "Look, I'm writing the Uban." So, you know, Literally. if people are confused, like, what does that mean with his fashion sense? I think Alex looked very young when he arrived, in a way of like someone else might have dressed him or he found those clothes, and then combined with him, you know, not knowing how to take public transportation and being like, wow, 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 oh, about man. everything, you know, it was it was just, there was like something a little- stressed him, that's the best description ever. <laughs> like your mom laid out some random clothes and you just well, put it, it on. No, right. I, I think his mom has a great sense of fashion, right. so it definitely wasn't her. But like, no, I don't want it to be a rose. I just want to say that you, you know, I didn't see you and was like, wow. So for me, it wasn't love at first sight, but like, Like then mm. I obviously I did get to meet him on the first day because he was so close to my coworker that I was very close to. So we started hanging out basically every day. And I think we just became such good friends. All of us, I have to say, we were like uh, four people that were just so close immediately right away. And then that also led to sometimes that Alex and I spent time by ourselves because it was raining and everyone else was out and, you know, just how it happens in friends groups. Sure. And for me, it was kind of like a slow burn because I also have to say I did realize that Alex was a little interested. And to oh, me, I, was, I, I, I mean, 
it wasn't very hidden. No, is exactly. That, that an my, understatement? My, my, my interest wasn't, you know, in my back pocket. It was very much out there on your sleeve. But on I think my sleeve. for me, it just took a little longer because to me, it also felt a little disingenuous in the beginning because, you know, he was trying so hard, I felt, oh, yeah. until I got to know him and I realized he's actually like that with everyone. Like, I thought, oh. you know, oh my God, he always, he's you know, is so over the top and makes me feel like the most interesting person. It's like, you know, it, it felt like too much. And then I realized, no, no. He really is literally interested like that in everyone and everything. And then it, it went away from like, oh, wow, he's trying way too hard to, is he actually like that? Where he just like enjoys everything and everyone <laughs> and wants to listen to everyone's stories. And I thought like, that is actually like the, yeah. one of the nicest things you could ask for in someone. Sure. And I think he's still like that because like Alex is someone you could park at any party, have fun with your own friends and don't care about him. And he'll come back at the end of the night and say like, wow, that was great. Let's do it again. And I think this is very lovely. So for me, it took some time um, to, to realize that because it wasn't love at first sight for me. And uh, I think Alex also tells the story a little differently because, you know, he arrived in Berlin. So I th I know that there was also some like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I met this cool woman and she's Bobby. But like, um, how about your friend Lily? Is she also single? <laughs> yeah. I mean, all right, all right. To be fair, I was new in Berlin and Lily, if you're listening ready to, to Lily, mingle, what do they call it? What's it? Uh, single and ready to mingle? Single and ready to mingle. Yeah. And Lily, if you're listening to right now, Lily... I hope you're doing well. But Lily is also a very attractive woman. So like, Bobby's there, Lily's there. And I was like, you know what? Like, what's going on, Check out friends? the options. Yeah, How's sure. it going? Aye, aye, aye. But Lily was not single. So Bobby was my second choice, you know? I was <laughs> I, I was the backup plan. Um, no, but it, uh, yeah, I think, I think uh, we became very fast friends. Yeah. And then once I got to know you, um, I, I mean, I couldn't help but falling in love with that guy. Huh? Just took me a year, but now that's been a while. And just for a note for our <laughs> listeners now, uh, when you met him, the friend you're referring to, I believe is, uh, if you all remember from ages ago, Alex mentioned he was living above somebody's kitchen. Yes. The girl he was living with is the friend of Bobby's. So that's, that's, that's how it about. all comes together. It all comes together. So if you everybody, are uh, a, a long-term listener. Yeah, exactly. Those of you who listened since episode um, one, one, you <laughs> now literally one. No. Um, but Alec, I just want to ask you if you can put a photo of you, uh, how you looked the back of the oh, days so on your extra okay. page. Pressure. Right. I don't know if you'll do it though. All right, everyone, on, on, Please. On, on the extra page, I will. Yes. Um, I will put a photo of myself back in back from twenty. 2013 and and Bobby, you are wrong. My mom did pick out my clothes for a long time. Okay, <laughs> I wow. bet though she did not pick up your your zip out khakis and your beer commercial oversized t shirt. I got that t shirt with my dad. Well, this is how <laughs> which, I got to know which, Alex. It wait, was a which probably beer? triple X beer commercial t shirt. Bobby, do you remember which beer it was? I do. It. I'm pretty sure it was Blue Moon. Oh, it was, I didn't get that with my dad. Yeah, Blue Moon. Oh, okay. Hey, actually. Props because I thought I was expecting it to be like a Coors or a Budweiser. Blue Moon's a solid, uh, solid, uh, solid ale. Beer. Yeah, it's not an ale, but whatever. Also, hey, Alex, I remember what you wore the day I met you. How cute is that? <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> I just said it's a Blue Moon beer commercial. That's shirt. what I wore the day I met you. You did. Wow. Couldn't you props change? To me? You knew girls were coming <laughs> over. Come well, on. I, no, I, I probably thought, like, here's a beer. I'm in Germany. I'll put on a beer shirt. <laughs> Honestly, like, 22 year old Alex. That's probably what he what what I thought. What okay, thought. I think everyone wants to see that. <laughs> All right, I'll uh, look an extra page, guys. I will post a photo of what I looked like. I think I was still an attractive looking guy. Nice, good, nice looking young man. I think you had a good foundation. You just were like covering it up. 
I think your personality shone through, and that was that was the good-looking part. Mm, yeah, <laughs> as she mentioned, she she, we, she fell we, in love for the personality, we, not we, the looks. Let's move on. So <laughs> what next, they want, they want the uh, next question. <laughs> yeah, actually, like one thing uh, interesting because so w- w- I met Marlise, you met Bobby, speaking English, and we all know it's kind of awkward at some point to switch full time to a different language. So right, we 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 have talked about this. Like when yeah. you do make friends in another country, uh, you kind of have like your um, your What's it called? Like your the friendship language, your friendship or language, the relationship language. It's hard to switch out of that. So, so, so both of you, at least when you're at at home, like at work, I've, I, I don't know, maybe you speak both. Um, I think we all speak a mix of both, no? Right. Yeah, but at home, you're both speaking mostly English. Now, yeah. being German, there ha- actually, I don't know. Tell me, is is there a point where? your English gets exhausted and you and you just kind of want to break or or how does it feel to be like most of the time speaking a second language like, it's not your first language with, you know with, I mean? with your partner with, with the your person partner, that's most know. important to you speaking not your native language and we're always watching you know uh you know American movies in there and then the OV original version you know with in English right. and stuff like that so is there any point where you just get exhausted uh that you're just like I just need to hear some German for for an hour or you know I, I think like listen to English is doesn't exhaust me anymore like I, I got used to it and sometimes I even forget if I listen to in German or English like I cu- couldn't tell like which um movie I watched in, in or uh, um movie I watched in German or in English and actually, I have to jump in there because once we were watching a movie that it switched from English to German, and at the end, I said something about how it does that, and she's like, "No, it doesn't." And she's like, "It was German the whole time," and then, <laughs> and then she, to her, it felt like one one exactly. language the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't. This doesn't exhaust me. What I found difficult is more like for game nights or something. If you have to read something in English, this is still kind of difficult for me, and I also have to check on Jeff, like, what does it mean, what does it mean, and like, and this is kind of embarrassing, but also kind of exhausting, and I wish I could be better with that and um, work on that, but I think this is the only part where I'm saying, like, okay, I'm struggling with reading parts, and and I'm saying, like, difficult words, what you don't ha- hear in the normal yeah, like big, vo- big vocabulary yeah. words, that sort of thing. Yeah. I think we're the same. You know, if like if I'm reading German subtitles, I'm slow at it. So by the time I'm like getting towards the end, the subtitles are already gone. It's the new one, right? Right. And so yeah. I'm missing stuff. And I think same with you when it's English subtitles. So in that sense, you you get lost quickly if, if there's if there's uh, words you have to read on the, on the on a movie or something like that. Exactly. Right? Yeah. I'm, I I don't read fast enough, and for games sometimes you have to be fast, and then I just get lost. Or like also, um, I just uh, when I read, I pronounce it different when it actually has to sound like. Even I know this word. But I just like when I read it out, I like just pronounce it differently, because, and then I was like, you know "What from, is this word?" Like because you know it from reading it, so you, so in your head you're reading it a certain way. When you say it out loud, it's yeah, actually you, you, not the way it's pronounced. I think you pronounce exactly. it in the German yeah. way, I, and I think we've mentioned in previous episodes. There's been times where I go back to the U.S. and I my brain pronounces English words that I've known for years in German. So like I'll see a poster that says "die." And I think it says D. D yeah. <laughs> and so out loud, I'll, I remember once I said D something, and my sister was like, "Why does this die?" Like she's like, "Look at me." She's like, "What's wrong with you?" They can't uh, even read a word. And the a, best movie is yeah. D Hard. I yeah, love D Hard. <laughs> but 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 it happens because you get used to. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. I, I know it's with you. Like certain words uh, that you, that are not common words, you'll pronounce them 
uh, there's the letters in in the German way, which because that's how your brain goes for it, and which so makes and sense. I, I do the same thing, so yeah. I completely understand. This is, but this is the only thing where I really think like, okay, this is um, exhausting sometimes, but otherwise I'm I'm fine with English, and I like to talk in English. <laughs> what about for you, Bobby? I think it's kind of the same. Um, I don't get exhausted by it because I think in any startup all over Europe, the, the speaking language is English. So mm. actually at work, I, I speak I speak a lot and it's always in English. So this is fine. I think what's a little more exhausting for me is that the general opinion of if you don't speak German well, that is my fault because I'm German and clearly I don't practice with you en enough. Yes, where, I've heard that. Yeah. which, which Don't I, like it. No, me neither. Just because like, you know, we're both very um, independent people. You mm. have your friend group. I have my friend group. I very much like that we have our shared friends with like Malis and Jeff and there's like three other core people that we see all the time sure. in English. And then, you know, but the, the, the little time that we do see each other is we actually like each other. We want to talk. We do like each other. Exactly. <laughs> Yes. Like, you know, I want to hear fan. about your day. I, I, I want to hear about your thoughts and feelings. The key for friends, you know, you like them, you know. Exactly. Like the same with you, Jeff. Like, of course, we could speak German, but I, I want to hear what's going on with you. I want to hear what keeps you up at night, you know, and that that's oh. something. Let's talk about that after the show. <laughs> it's, it's me. No, <laughs> no, but exactly. Now, when you like people, you you like them, especially in a city in Berlin, where you get to choose your friends, you choose them on aligned interest and shared value. So I want to hear about those. And that's a little harder if it's in a language where it feels more like a lecture or a lesson. So right, because, because your English is clearly better than my German. So the one thing that's easier for both of us is speaking English. Right, because it's shared. So it could be anything. But right. I think um, like right now we're trying something. We've been trying something for a year that if Alex and I are in the middle of something, like let's say um, some, like something like walking towards a bar or taking public transportation, like whenever we're in movement, we're trying to speak German, which I think is working really well. Movement, yeah. huh? Yeah. Well, anytime, exactly. Anytime we're walking how, how that, or riding. How did that come about? Um, I think it's because role. more than you, you talk about like tidbits, right? You talk about like, oh, I read this today. Someone told me this. Ah, not, no deep conversations. Exactly. Yeah. So it's easy to do that in, in German because and, also Alex's German is good enough now. And I think for myself, it kind of came also from like when I'm walking down the street, I want to be considered um, part, <laughs> part of like <laughs> part of like the culture of like of the city. And like I want to be. I want people to, when I walk down the street pretty much and someone looks at me, I want to be like, oh, there's another German guy from Berlin, you know? I don't want to be like, oh, there's another American. But are, are you worried they're going to judge you because you're not speaking German? No, it's, it's not about the judgment. It's about like how I feel like I want to be seen to the world. And I want, like I lived here for seven years now. And when I walk down the street, I want people to be like, oh, there's another, you know, Berliner. Because I feel like a Berliner now. I feel like someone who... You but know, when they hear when they hear accent, they're gonna oh, you're not gonna learn. Of, of course, but it's it's not about them; it's about me and how I feel. And exactly it's nice. because like I I don't think we can say it often enough that like no one cares if you don't even speak any German. No, no one cares. You can still be a part of Germany. You can still find friends. You can find a job. It's just like everything that opens to you when you also speak a different language. So I don't care about speaking English, but I do love that you learn German that for example now we can watch the late night shows also in German about right. German politics and culture and I think it's lovely that I get to share that with my expat friends that you know that did learn German because now I can also share a part of our culture that was previously close to you right. but we don't care you know obviously Malis would probably also watch 
English movies when she's by herself because they just happen to be in the original language. So it's not like she's sacrificing something for Jeff, but it's nice if she also gets to share something that usually would be something that she shares with someone else. And now you can also do that with the person you're closest to. Yeah. And, and that kind of goes back to what we were talking about, like, I don't know, three hours ago, early, earlier in this episode. <laughs> about uh, that whole thing of, of being able to share cultures and it's not about you know where you're from or you're like German right and that's the whole thing and I think um, language is culture um, for sure and uh, I, I made a really good point there I think that's nice absolutely and actually something you just hit on just now because uh, I know I know Marlies mentioned back in the day when she was younger, as is normal in Germany, everything is dubbed in German, right? Any English movie, TV show, whatever you see on TV is dubbed in German. So, in English. And because I, I asked her in recently, I, I said like, didn't it bother you that the, the mouth movement doesn't match the sound? And she said, when you were younger, it didn't bother you, but now that your English is better, it does bother you and you, you don't want to watch it with the German. You want to watch it with the original English, right? Yeah, so I grew up with dubbed movies all the time, and I didn't know it. First of all, it was dubbed, and then uh, I think about it. I wasn't. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't thinking it was about just it, normal. and I didn't really closely watch the mouse and something. But now, since I start watching more English movies, I realized that they are dubbed, and that <laughs> that that it's the mouse doesn't really match, and. Since then, I I can't watch dub movies anymore. Like I, I of course I prefer the original movies. So yeah. Was it hard for you to realize that like your favorite actor has a totally different voice and is or I mean, her natural voice? I mean, it was like more weird. Was for Simpsons, for example, like the cartoons. Like yeah. Homer had a totally different voice when I grew up, and then I watched it the first time in, in English. I was like, no, no, I can't watch it. Like this, yeah. is, this is how it goes. Especially for a cartoon, it makes more yeah, sense. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah, in cartoons, you don't see the mouth yeah. really moving. Yeah, the, the mouth, even in English, is not perfect, right? So like, like I, uh, I, I can't with the German Cartman. I can't do it. It's so different. No, yeah, cartoon hey, Cartman, yeah. not this whatever German garbage it is. Yeah, but <laughs> I have to say, like, I like enjoy the original movie in the original language much more than dub movies their jokes and everything gets better and yeah absolutely yeah yeah but, but it's funny how that, that changed over time you know what i mean it's something you didn't notice but suddenly now that you're yeah. older and your english is better you're like actually this is really annoying yeah, yeah now it's really obvious for me yeah and the, and, and the funny thing too i don't know if it's the same thing with you jeff but like when i'm at bobby's parents sometimes we'll be watching a an american movie but dubbed in german Right. And now I don't mind dub as much as I used to anymore. So like uh, this show Lupin, uh, Netflix, it's a French show. Oh, yeah. We and watched we it, watched yeah. it in the English dub and I didn't care where three years ago would probably would have really bothered me. But now I'm, it's kind of like normal. So it's the total opposite of Marlies right there. Uh, for, for me, it still bothers me. I still <laughs> prefer subtitles rather than dubbed. Just because you're, like, you're, you're a movie nerd. Because like you lose half the performance. The, the voice is half the performance. I don't want to lose the performance of the actor. Right. So I'd Sorry. rather have the original German, the original Czech, or original whatever. And then, you know. It's fine. You're a movie nerd. Yeah, that's okay. cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever. I just wanted to say for your audience, because you're usually the host and you get to decide the questions, uh, I think it would be fun for Marlies and I to give like a couple of fun facts about you that obviously oh. you don't divulge, you don't ask for, <laughs> but you know. If you guys could see Alex's face, he is terrified right now. <laughs> no, but I think it's fun because I, I, you know, we read your reviews and we see that people say like, oh, it's like, you know, being with friends in a bar and a banter and yada, yada, yada. So I think it would be fun if we also give, uh, give your audience like a little fun facts about you that usually you don't share sure okay if you, if, you, if you want to go ahead yeah do you, do you have like a notebook 
Let me open yeah. my 800-page binder. So I just want to say the reason why there's even a podcast, I'm pretty sure is All my right. reason. All right. Actually, is. yes. Okay. And we mentioned that. We, we, oh, okay. we, we, we gave you credit yeah. for that. Okay. I think even on our website, in our About Us section, it says our girlfriends gave us the idea and blank. Yeah. Because we were in a beer garden and you guys had such good banter that at one point we said like, wow. It was actually my birthday. True. It was. Yes. <laughs> Whoa. Yep. We said that exactly. And same time. because people feel so close to you, I just want to give them a little more, you know, background information that they sure. can feel even closer. Sure. So, throw, for throw, example, throw yeah. I don't know if people would guess that about Alex, but he loves cleaning to the point where his parents, for his birthday, gave him a vacuum cleaner. No, because it's not a vacuum. It's a Dyson. Okay, I'm sorry. Which is not a vacuum. It's apparently. So it's next so, level. So everybody, just imagine Monica from Friends. That That is the embodiment of Alex. A little bit. Yeah. That is literally the embodiment of Alex. <laughs> he is a clean freak. Exactly. Like he loves cleaning every every single day. Like now I'm in home office, so I'm home. I'm home a lot. And every time Alex comes home, the first the first thing he does is like obviously like you know he comes says hi, he gives me a kiss, and then he bangs out the <laughs> vacuum cleaner well, just be because like that is the first thing he thinks of when he comes home. He's like, let me clean the couch. Let me let me do a little vacuuming well, here and there. Are, are and I'm sure dirty? he's gonna say things about like yeah because I'm home and you know. I eat, I make crumbs. It doesn't matter. He nope. also does it when I'm not home. I want to say before I grab the vacuum, I give her very judgy eyes and then I grab the vacuum. <laughs> but I, I think this is just a fun fact that like people that don't know him don't that, that know. Is, that is brand new to the podcast. I never mentioned that before. That so. is true. Yeah, He, he definitely never mentioned that. cleaning so much. And I, yes. I, I mean, you know, no, I'm not is, judging. I don't love cleaning. I love when things are clean. And to do that, you have to clean them. Right, but also, you know, you can do preventative measures, you know? If you're having a sandwich, have a little plate under your chin, you know? Collect those crumbs, baby. So then it, it, it saves you next... You know what? I'm not going into this right now because it's... Kind of, <laughs> no. but, but I think that's perfect because okay. him receiving a Dyson was truly the best gift you could have ever given him. And that tells you everything you need, need to know about his obsession with cleaning. Right, which is just a little funny because when you think of like... A, it was a joint Christmas and birthday gift, you know? It's, it's just funny that the most beautiful thing Alex could ever wish for was a vacuum cleaner. So. And it's beautiful. And I love it. And there we pink. go. There we go. It. And the other thing I think, and you know, when we talked before about like, oh, what about this and this as an expat, like for me, one of the most important things in life is positivity, because, you know, that's the only thing you can control. You don't know what's going to happen to you, but you you can control how you feel about it. And Alex, and I'm pretty sure that this did, uh, this did come across, but Alex is always like, the most interested in anyone in anything and he's so positive about things that you know even even something that other people don't like like cleaning he's like no but think about it this way afterwards it's so clean and then it's nice and this and this so it's it's really really lovely it's okay i, I like things clean not to your level but i like things clean you're painting me it's a beautiful picture thank you okay then yeah. uh, as a counterpoint he's terrible at geography yes <laughs> yes <laughs> I would agree with that. Every American right now is nodding their head like, yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. Me too. <laughs> okay, Marley says, do you want to embarrass okay, me the, now? There's a, there's a fun fact about Jeffrey too. And um, he will hate it. <laughs> yes. Oh, Lord. Do, do we know Please. what it is? And you all now, uh, our friend group will all know that he if really, it's involving bananas, really, really loves bananas. <laughs> And I had to mention this because this is really important I, I, to his life. I rarely buy bananas. 
And in fact, since this happened, I buy them even less, like once a month. And s- somehow this, 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 this myth about me has been created that I am obsessed with bananas. I, I never order bananas. So, to, to be fair to Jeff, he does love bananas. This story is about um, his first birthday, like the, his birthday. My first birthday. No, his first birthday. <laughs> the first birthday I had was him. And um, he asked me what he wants for breakfast in the morning. And he's like... It was a work day. Just it was a work mind, day. I, I, and, and, and on work days, I, I do not eat a breakfast. I have a quick to-go snack. Which a banana is? You quickly just unwrap it and you do. So know. yeah, so I um he his answer was banana, and I um gave him a banana with candles, and <laughs> since then in our friend group he's a banana boy. He is banana boy. <laughs> all of our we have a core friend group of seven, and all of us for this year made a birthday because we couldn't see him obviously in February it wasn't allowed. So because Jeff is a film buff, we all made him our own commercial that we all put a lot of time and effort in and we, we all were thinking of bananas first <laughs> and, and the thing is i don't think any of us would be so obsessed with it if he didn't react the way he does yeah, exactly. so now it's just a thing so exactly end, end of the day i guess what i think i think what they're trying to tell everyone who's listening is that i'm clean and jeff loves bananas <laughs> and and those are our personalities boiled down to the most important things that, that is the essential elements of us and I love you. I think, I think that's probably a good place to wrap things and up. I think another essential element to our podcast I is... Or, or, and to us in general is whiskey. And to us is, is this whiskey. So we'll, 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 you might have to give me another splash. So I'm going to give you a little, a little uh, splash. If, if you guys, if your glasses are empty, you should splash yourselves oh. for this final review of but your wine. Our bottle's empty. <laughs> now, real real quick, we're going to... So let, let's do a cheers with all of us right here. Yeah, thank you very much, guys, for joining us. Oh, man, Wait. I'm so happy we, we finally we're on, the, <laughs> we're on the show. Cheers, mate. Come on. <laughs> All right. So we'll start with our review real quick. Again, we'll start with our let's, review. Let's, let's take a last sip here. Yeah. So it's lovely. It's a lovely <laughs> ride. Man, this, good lord. All right. So here's the thing. This is a smaller bottle, right? And we have drank more than half of it. It's fucking good. It's really good whiskey. <laughs> Look, it's it's funny. Like the it's the the one whiskey distillery that is like within driving distance of Berlin happens to be one of the best in one, Berlin in Germany. At, at least one of our favorites for sure. And I, I um, mean, they, they make rye that rivals American rye, which is where rye was born. So that's saying a lot. Like it's really good rye. And, and someone said I had a really at the beginning had a really strong like. Hello, how you doing? Busting through the door, Nicolas Cage style uh, flavor. And as it's going on, it's kind of been, it's gone down a bit. Like it's not as strong anymore. We, I think that's our, our, our throats are used to it now. Yeah, that's, that's a good we, thing. We've had quite a few uh, sips. Right. And um, yeah, I'm saying it's it's delicious. It's got a super nice burn. It's it's a heavy flavor, which I like. Yeah, it's and, lovely. And uh, I'm, I'm going uh, 9.3. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's 9 out of 10. It's, for me. It's, it's super good it's, stuff. It's quite tasty. Again, everybody, uh, this is the Stork Club uh, Full Proof Rye. And I just realized it's 55%, so tomorrow's going to suck. Oh. And let me read you the back real quick. This rye whiskey is made in small batches from locally grown rye. Aging takes place in individually toasted barrels of American and German oak before we bottle it not far from cask strength. Lovely. Yes. And I remember so, when, we, when we did the review of this, uh, or when we, when we did the tour of the Stork Distillery, yeah. he mentioned that like uh, 
a, an oak tree only produces like it was like three or oh my four God, like or three or four barrels. barrels and each barrel was like 500 euro and yeah there's, there's, there's like so much time effort and money just in the barrels that hold this whiskey right which then sucks up the flavor from this oak there's, but a, man, there's a lot going on it's worth this was if, if if anyone is in europe or if you guys shipped wherever you are like you have to get this it's not super expensive either it's like it's nope. I mean, I don't money spawn it, but knowing the historic brand generally, it's not like a hundred euro. No, 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 no. Um, uh, under fifty euro, like very yeah. affordable whiskey. Uh, this is definitely shelf worthy. You have to get this whiskey if you, if you can. It's this is really good stuff. Very so, tasty. Again, so nine out of ten and uh, nine point three. Again, stork. You did it again. Thank you guys. We love you. You bastards. You bastards. <laughs> you did it again. So uh, that that was our review. What do you, what do you guys think of the wine you're drinking? The ten year old wine. Let me just you know accentuate. He wants to remind everybody that we spent ten full euros ten on this full. on this white wine. Legal tender. I also want to remind people that in Europe you can get way cheaper wine. Um, I wine. did enjoy this one. It was dry. It was white wine. I love white wine. It was one year old. So it was made in uh, 2020, the best year. But that's kind of a. For wine-wise, it's a young, it's a really young wine, right? Yeah, like, true. Don't people want like a you, two, three-year-old wine at I, least? I think you can taste the still, the grapes. They're still in there. Mm. Oh, you okay. Can taste the and, yeah. Corona danger in there. They, the, yeah, the danger. I can still taste after I finish the whole wine. I feel the danger right now. Absolutely. And and guys, again, just so in case people forgot, where where was this wine from again exactly? This is an Italian wine from Tuscany. Um, I would give it an eight out of ten simply because it was very nice and I really much enjoyed this evening. But I do want to remind your listeners that might be new to Europe. Get anything that's Italian or German. Get a Riesling or a Silvana or a um, Pinot Grigio. If you say that in German and ask for a German Pinot Grigio, they'll know what you mean. So if both of you had to give it a, a final rating, what would it be? I would give it also, like Bobby, a 8, maybe 8.5. Nice. I really enjoyed it. That's it was solid. really fruity. And um, I would drink it again if Alex buys it. <laughs> I, I, I honestly will not remember what it was called or where in the shelf I found it. But if I can find and it again, I will get it for I you. I think also uh, Alex's bank account won't allow for such yeah. a, a large purchase as 10 It's euros. a lot of money. So. Uh, for, for wine. That's the, <laughs> we can't take what, out what? the triple mortgage. Yeah, no. <laughs> that's true. We can't, we can't, do, we can't do the classroom that's mortgage. That's like buying a Bentley Alex instead of a teacher, VW. So. You know? <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. Hey, guys, thank you so much for coming on. Yes, I think this, people, is, this is amazing. Thank you so much for being here. People Thank really you. waited to hear you, and uh, we, I had a lot of fun. Yeah, we know you guys were not exactly uh, uh, thrilled. We had to ask several times to get you to come onto the show, so thank you for uh, seeing seeing our point of view about that. <laughs> I, I hope you guys regards. had fun, too. We did. Yeah. You did. Excellent. And you guys are also a part of us, so it's really nice in to have you here. Way, in a yeah. huge way. In a huge way. And like, as you pointed out, we would not be here if it weren't for you guys, because you guys actually gave us the whole day idea and pushed us to do it. Exactly. So without that comment at this beer garden, mm -hmm. this podcast would not exist. It would not be, we would be two boring guys who do nothing on Wednesday nights. Yeah. And Wednesdays how, would be how awful. How awful would that be? Yeah. Awful. Like, Wednesdays would be so boring. Like, oh, home day. Who cares? <laughs> not this guy exactly so thank you very Anyways, much guys and, and thank you all for listening again we really appreciate all your support all of your listens like uh, I think I, we said it before but we do 
I have a feeling we have the best listeners out of every podcast ever. Absolutely. And again, if you want some more goodies, go to agdwpodcast.com. We got Alex doing his amazing uh, podcast, or sorry, podcast, uh, whiskey bottle pictures, which are in the uh, aptly named whiskey section. And then also you go to the extra section. We got some extra pictures and text that will help further explain what we talked about in that yeah. week's episode. And, and remember this All week, you're, you're, you're going to want to go to the website because this week you're going to get a picture of 22 year old Alex looking fly as fuck. But not looking fly at all. <laughs> uh, so anyways, thank you very much, guys. And, you know, stay healthy. Stay safe and uh, stay thirsty. Cheers, everyone. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.